A family still searching for two Chicago sisters who went missing 17 years ago today. This is an age progression of what Diamond and Tianda Bradley would like look, likely look like now. Diamond would be 20 years old and Tianda would be 27. It's uncommon for siblings to disappear together. We have heard of some cases of siblings going missing, such as the Lyon sisters or Jeanette and Danette Millbrook. But it turns out there are more sibling disappearances than you think. This week, I wanted to cover a lesser known sibling disappearance, one that we don't see reported on often. This is Cold Girls, and this is the disappearance of Tionda and Diamond Bradley. 10-year-old Tionda and 3-year-old Diamond Bradley disappeared in 2001 from their apartment in Chicago. Tionda Bradley was born in 1991 and at the time of her disappearance was 4 foot 2 and 70 pounds. She's African American with brown hair and brown eyes, according to her Charlie Project page. Diamond Bradley was born in 1997 and 3 feet tall, 40 pounds at the time of her disappearance. She is described on her Charlie Project page as African-American with black hair and brown eyes. The sisters are described as total opposites, with Diamond being described as independent despite her young age and naturally timid but talkative, whereas Tionda is more timid and shy when dealing with strangers. Diamond's name shows up first for the Charlie Project page results, and Tionda's page is linked through Diamond's, but the details shared about the girls' personalities really pulls at your heartstrings. Diamond Bradley's page states she enjoyed eating peanuts and ramen noodles, whereas Tionda's page states that her hobbies are running and dancing. On July 26, 2001, the girl's mother, Tracy, went to work at approximately 6.30 a.m., and the girls were supposed to be heading to school that day. Tracy supposedly came home around noon with George Washington, who is reported to be Diamond's father. The two were planning to take the girls on a camping trip. Tracy later found a note written by Tionda, which said that Tionda and Diamond had planned to go to school and a nearby store. This is not strange or uncommon for two young children to be alone going to school, as many older siblings usually accompany their younger siblings to school, and are responsible for them while one or both parents are at work. Some of you may be wondering why Tionda would have said she was going to school in the middle of July. Well, she was actually taking summer courses at Doolittle Elementary School. That day, she never showed up to class, as reported by the school. Neighborhood children reported seeing the sisters playing outside of their residence at noon, but that is the last confirmed sighting since, and the two were reported missing that evening. The sisters lived in the Bronzeville neighborhood, which is in Southside Chicago. I looked up some history on Bronzeville, and here's what I found. Bronzeville was known in the early part of the 20th century as the, quote, black metropolis, as it had the highest concentration of African-American businesses, end quote. 
The Black community within Bronzeville is also the supposed basis for novels like Blacklist and V.I. Warshawski, both mystery novels. But back to Diamond and Tionda. Their disappearance sparked a huge manhunt, where investigators searched abandoned buildings, fields, and the surrounding neighborhoods. Their mother, Tracy, willingly took a polygraph test after they disappeared as well. According to a Reddit post, over 100 detectives have worked the case, and local sex offenders were also interviewed, and relatives, multiple times. Many psychics also participated in this case, with one saying that the girls had been sold in Illinois, and another saying the girl's father, who was from Morocco, took them. This tip actually took the investigation internationally at one point. It should be noted that the man from Morocco was not their father, but according to what I could find online, he was someone assisting with child support. Tracy was never considered a suspect, but according to Diamond's Charlie Project page, she was uncooperative with police. She supposedly shoved an officer and missed scheduled appointments with detectives, but I think it's unfair to cast blame on Tracy. This is a mother who has lost not one, but two of her children. Outbursts and missed appointments shouldn't have been written off as uncooperative, but rather think of her mental state and the stress she may have been under. The Charlie Project page also states that the girls are either deceased or have been taken out of the country. The reason is because supposedly police believe that if Tionda could have, she would have contacted her family by now. In fact, in an article I found, Tionda and Diamond's great aunt states that she contacted the family who now resides at their old residence with Tionda and Diamond's old phone number. She contacted this family to let them know about their case, should Tionda have dialed the number at any point, thinking that the family still lived there. If Tionda and Diamond were around today, they would have been 27 and 20, respectively. Age-progressed photos were released in August of 2017 as well, and had continued to be released over the years. There really haven't been many leads on the case. In 2001, apparently, a girl who matched Diamond's description was identified, but it wasn't Diamond. In 2005, the remains of a teenage girl were found in an industrial area in Southside Chicago, and these were believed to be Tiondas. But upon later testing, it was believed that they were from a Hispanic or Caucasian girl instead. And finally, in 2008, a MySpace profile appeared with the picture looking suspiciously like Tionda, but upon further investigation, it wasn't her. Suspects haven't really been listed formally either. The only one I could find was in a blog by the Trace Evidence podcast. They stated that a man named George Washington, who I had mentioned earlier, that was Diamond's father, may have been considered a suspect. Tionda had actually left a voicemail that day, stating that a man named George was at the door, but the voicemail was later deleted. I wasn't sure if this voicemail was on a home phone or their mother's work phone, but I assumed that it was on the work phone. George Washington's car was also searched, with hair fibers being found in the trunk, but DNA evidence didn't come back conclusive. The Moroccan man who was supposedly paying child support was, to my knowledge and through reports found online, never considered a suspect, but he should have been, especially because he was international, and that it says online that police believe if the sisters aren't deceased, they have been taken out of the country. 
Now I'm going to break down the case details further, so bear with me because it gets a little messy. First, Tionda and Diamond were home alone that day. This is a detail that has resonated with people. And the fact that if Tionda was to go to school that day, Diamond, who was three, would be home alone. A lot of people have also chalked this up online to bad parenting. But we don't know many details surrounding the caregiving situation. Maybe Diamond stayed at a daycare at the school where Tionda went to. Or maybe there was a relative that was supposed to come over, or other siblings in the house. We just don't know these additional facts that could shed some light on this caregiving situation and why the girls were home alone. Breaking this down further, some reports online say that there were other sisters, aged 9 and 11, and they were with a relative that day. This makes me think that perhaps Tionda was either bringing Diamond to a daycare or dropping her off at the relative's house as well to stay with the other siblings. The voicemail has also brought some individuals online to point a finger at George Washington and analyze his relationship with the girls a bit closer. Some believe that Tionda not opening the door and leaving a message for her mother meant she didn't feel safe around George. But we don't know if George knocked, if he came in, or anything. So many people are just going on speculation that Tionda didn't answer the door when he showed up. According to a Reddit post, the girls also had a neighbor named George, so perhaps it wasn't Diamond's father who came by, but the neighbor. This makes sense if they didn't open a door to a neighbor instead of their father. There are also some theories online that Tionda and Diamond were killed the night before and the next day was a cover-up, possibly by the parents. There are many things that go against this. For starters, the voicemail Tionda left for her mother was between 8.30 and 9.30 a.m. that day, and their mom left at 6 a.m., which means that the girls were in the house that morning. Nobody has actually heard the voicemail, but I assume that the police have heard it but I don't know for sure. Second, we also have the eyewitness accounts of children who saw them playing outside that day, but also the note from Tionda about going to the store. To my knowledge, handwriting analysis hasn't been done on the note, but I assume it was written by her and not forged. I also wanna go back to timelines. I said earlier that neighborhood kids reported in an article to have seen the girls playing outside at noon. Apparently, their mother also arrived home at around 12.30, which means if the timing is accurate, there is a half-hour window from when they went missing to when their mother got home. Also, what I find interesting is that none of the children seem to know if Tionda or Diamond went back to the house or in a different direction. Or at least this fact isn't reported. 
This could provide important information on whether or not they returned home and were taken from there, or the direction they went in and possibly were taken from somewhere else. If Tionda and Diamond didn't go home but went in a different direction, perhaps a map could be made of where they were going and if there was anyone in that area who may be suspicious. My personal opinion is that the girls were abducted from outside the home, possibly between noon and 12.30. There was also no signs of struggle, or at least no reported signs of struggle, as if someone had abducted them from their house. Another plausible theory that I consider is that the girls went with someone they knew, either from the house, which would explain the lack of struggle, or from the park, and this person may not have been a family member, but perhaps someone from the neighborhood. Maybe this person offered them a ride, as the girls were apparently going to the store. Many people in this case point a finger at Tracy for being uncooperative or suspicious, and also for leaving the girls at home at such a young age. From what it sounds like, Tracy was a single mom, and maybe she had no one to watch the kids. Many people also reported online that they sympathized with her, as their parents had also left them home alone at young ages because they simply didn't have anyone to watch them. And as for her lack of emotions or uncooperative behavior, grief manifests in different ways. Sometimes no emotion is the response that someone has to a tragedy like a child going missing. Moreover, maybe she was uncooperative because she didn't want investigators to find out that she had been leaving the girls home alone underage, as this would have meant more trouble for her and it possibly would have distracted investigators from the true meaning of this, which is to find out where Tionda and Diamond went. Tionda and Diamond's case is underreported, but it's fascinating when you look into it. This is the last episode before we take a short break, but we'll be back soon. If you are enjoying the show, please leave a review or a rating on iTunes. Also, if you would like to submit a case or have questions or theories about any case that has been covered, you can email us at coldgirlspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for tuning in.